horror with contemporary bands and a compendium, you say? Surely that cannot work. And I didn't think it did when I'd seen it before. But having sat down and watched it with my very good friend Alan, hello Alan, Monster Club from 1981 is great. Now, the two main protagonists are John Carradine, who was, uh, it was Christopher Lee who was offered the part and um, took one look at the title apparently and said, no thank you. <laughs> well, it is called Monster Club, I suppose. And it's based around the writings of our Chetwind Hayes, who didn't like the film. It's also the final film from Milton Subotsky and the final directorial foray for Roy Ward Baker. And, I, and it's, it's well done. Roy Ward Baker knows what he's doing with horror. He really does. And he, he does it with some frills and furbelows here. And you know the feeling of this movie is warm and welcoming. And they try to meld some old school horror with some old school horror actors and some sort of contemporary club and uh, music stuff. You've got to admire them for doing that. Was a flop. And it's the last Amicus movie. Amicus love their compendia. Is it compendia or compendiums? But anyway, it's really good. The plot is basically that... um, Chetwin Hayes, played by John Carradine, is uh, is bitten by a vampire, Vincent Price, who, strangely, he doesn't turn Chetwin Hayes into a vampire. He just wanted to get the blood, you know, because uh, he needed it. And he said, you know, you're, you're Chetwin Hayes. I love your work. Come to my club. That's where the whole thing starts. So you've got, um, you've got a couple of, there's some good movies, there's some good, Bits, actually. The first one, the Shadmock, is, um, that's got James Lawrence in it. Who you'd, someone you'd know if you... He got a lot of work. Very dark um, actor, very dark hair. Good actor, actually. I got a lot of work at the time. And Barbara Kellerman, who we all know. Um, and Simon Ward is her grasping boyfriend. They want to identify somebody who's got a lot of money and then shake him down for said money. However, James Lawrence is with a lot of sort of white powdery makeup on is supposed to be hideous to the eye i think he just looks like james lawrenson with some white makeup on and he's quite a good looking bloke so i don't know falls in love with barbara kellerman um she's then caught robbing his safe later on there's a there's a masked ball that goes around at the same time she screams she could never love him he's got something similar to alan bates in the shout it's not a shout it's a whistle it's better than that but it's um it's not like whistle i'll come to you either but it's a whistle which causes people to rot i suspect and it's lovely actually when she goes back home to see simon ward and turns around and her face is rotting off her face is basically rotting off that's a nice one actually then you've got something a bit comical actually Britekland. And uh, and Richard Johnson. Richard Johnson is a is a vampire. It's based around the, their timid son who's being bullied at, at school because it's a bit different, you know. And um, which you'd expect if your father was a vampire. And a priest keeps um, talking to him, played by Donald Pleasance. Yes, we like that. But he's not really a priest. He's part of a group of vampire hunters called the Bleeny. 
one of which is Anthony Valentine. So they get into the house, go down to the cellar where Richard Johnson is sleeping as a vampire would, and they stake him. And it's, it's really good, actually. They do it with real finesse. They've got stakes in, um, in violin cases, and it keeps cutting to uh, Anthony Valentine, who's smiling and winking as if to say, well done, mate, well done, sir. He's been with the Bleeding many years, has a pickering, played by Donald Pleasance. Unfortunately, he thinks he's staked him, but Richard Johnson is wearing a stake-proof vest. <clears throat> That's a weakness, but he, bi- he bites Pleasance, and then Pleasance doesn't want to be staked. He's running around the cellars. Eventually, he does get staked by... Um, by um, Anthony Valentine, who's very upset to do it. And the last thing we see is him being taken out on a stretcher with um, with pennies on his eyes. He looks really frightening, actually. We like that. And then you've got the ghouls, which is Richard Whitman. I think I've seen a story similar in um, in Hammer House of Horror. And Patrick McGee, who I love, really, is never knowingly underacted, but he always makes it work. Yeah, he really does. One of... Beckett's, Samuel Beckett's favourite actors, and I can see why. He's um, part of a of a group of ghouls who ha- try to immediately, as this um, movie director, got a nice smart car, um, Stuart Whitman, well, as he arrives, he's, he's gone off the beaten track, you see, through some fog. They immediately start to attack him, and actually, uh, Patrick McGee takes, takes Stuart Whitman's jacket off and has it for his own. <laughs> He barricades himself into a room, and then you've got Leslie Dunlop as Luna, who befriends him. There's something odd about her. They want to attack her and him. He um, he escapes. She dies in the in the escaping. But he then um, runs to the motorway, finds a cop car. He's safe, except that they are going straight back to where the ghouls live. Nicely done, you know. And in it, we've got... Um, we've got B.A. Robertson. You know, he was famous for about five minutes, B.A. Robertson. Remember? Bang, bang, the mighty ball. Ba, 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 ba. And then he... Um, I think he produced a... Well, I, I know he did, because I saw it. He, um, he did a film, didn't he? And then he wasn't very popular after that. Anyway, we've got The, the Pretty Things... UB40 are on the soundtrack, even though they're not in the, the movie. And then you've got Knight doing their track Stripper. Now, Knight were a great rock band. They produced one album. And it really is interesting that they've tried to meld the kind of... Everyone's dancing around in masks. And at the end, you've got John Carradine and, um, and Vincent Price really going for it in a sort of really camp little dance. Very nice. Of course you have. It's Vincent Price. They're really warm and welcoming. The stories are really well done. They're nostalgic and hokey. It is 1981, though, so you've had a lot of slasher by this time, and it's not the kind of thing people will want. Such a shame, but I really enjoyed it. It's got a lovely nostalgic feel to it. And if you can see it, do. This time, I wasn't disappointed. And, you know, I've got it mixed up with a different movie. Really good. There's a lovely line where you, you, you actually do have someone who's doing a strip tease, but she takes her skin off. <laughs> and there's, there's a lovely, lovely bones, says Vincent Price. I'm not quite sure Christopher Lee could have done that um, in the same way. Why is he was playing John Carradine's part? He's 
really sweet as well in that he doesn't have much to do, but he just enjoys himself. And so did I. It's a great movie. I'm really sorry it didn't do well, but do seek it out. It's on YouTube. Have a look at it. I don't think you will be disappointed. Ta-ta.